0: I put my trust in you, and I'm trusting, I love I put my trust in you, I put my trust in love I put my trust in you, and I'm trusting, I love I put
1: my trust in you, I put my trust in love Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller And I'm now Spain, And we're your fuck buddies we are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and we turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we're a sex and dating advice podcast where we either find
0: questions online or we, you know, mull over the ones sent into us by our wonderful listeners.
1: And we've survived it. We did it. We had a snowmageddon, as I'm sure a lot of places did over the past couple days. But we we dug ourselves out. and We were still here. We. Well, I'm. I didn't dig myself out. I'm still buried under snow. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's why gonna everything I'm
0: going to say. It's going to be so cool.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great for acoustics. I wish I could fill this mm-hmm. room with snow. Hey, you could. I mean, I could. Yeah, the snow is up <laughs> to pretty much my waist on my on my deck so or my balcony. So I could just go out there and just start shoveling it in. It is kind of crazy. Like, it's literally the most snow I've ever
0: seen in my life. So people who are in Canada probably don't think it's a big deal. If any of you people listening aren't from Canada, like, holy shit, it was literally up to my waist. That's a lot of snow. Their cars on the street just disappeared.
1: That's just snowfall. Us Canadians are used to it. It's the biggest snow since 1944. Wait, what? Really? Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound right. Apparently, but maybe I don't know. Who cares?
0: Whoa! It was a lot of. It was a a lot of snow. The snowmen care.
1: Wasn't even good. Well, I will tell you. I'm glad that I was going to say it's not even good packing snow, but I'm so glad it wasn't good packing snow because that would have sucked. Just heavy wet snow.
0: I was going to talk about how I wanted to make a snowman, but like, guys, um, by guys, I mean Dane. I feel like we got to get on with the
1: show. Yeah. I think we got to do it. But first, do you want to build a snowman? Yeah. All right. Let's go. go. Um, Actually,
0: you guys can just listen to us build a snowman.
1: <laughs> or at least sing the three lines of all the songs from Frozen that we know. Uh, do you want to start us off this week? Uh, Sure. Or do you want me to just fucking get in there? Uh, actually, no, you start us off. I want to see where we're going.
0: I will. No, I see. I want to see where we're going. Cause like I had a bunch and all of them got deleted. I'll start
1: with this one. All of my questions are pretty long today and okay. I don't think I have, no, not, nothing too heavy. This is from Reddit user, adorable ad, not feeling the vibe after arranging date with a girl. Why is it so hard, man? I don't know why that was included in the, the question, but guys having a tough time. They say, I've admittedly crushed on this girl for eight years, and we've def had high sexual banter over the years, but she's bi, so she's been in and out of relationships with women for a while, which I'm totally cool with. But she's told me on a couple of times that she prefers men and hadn't been in a relationship with a woman and or anyone for a couple of years as her ex was very controlling. So we got talking again as we'd swing in and out, and this time was different to the other times we'd spoken as she was strongly initiating a drink a couple times and a FaceTime session. Her energy was a lot stronger than mine, and so we got talking, teasing each other a bit, and talking generally about life. This is something we hadn't done so much for before, uh, to arrange a date where we'd go for drinks and, you know, in a hotel afterwards. That was made very clear. She then initiated going for Valentine's weekend and for a couple nights when I gave her the option of one or two nights so we could build a connection. Again, she expressed how excited she was, and it generally felt real. Like sometimes I'd fall asleep at night and she'd pop up saying, morning, babe, double message me on snap, sending me stuff, even though I hadn't even asked for it. The last couple days have felt different. I can't identify what it is. Vibes don't feel right. She did say she had period pains, but this morning she replied to my snap, replying to her story saying sunset was beautiful like her saying, oh, babe with hard eyes, but something feels off, especially as she hasn't replied to my text from last night and she's been posting on her Insta story. But I did tell her last night I'd booked the hotel, confirming it was happening, and she said she was looking forward to seeing me. Ugh, I don't know, man. This happened last night. It's only been since last night. This seems like a massive overreaction. I mean, I have I have suspicions. Why? But I will let you take a swing at it first. Yeah, like I was
0: expecting, like, oh, you know, over the last week, things have uh, you know dipped down or blah 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 blah. But like since last night. I don't understand why you're on here already. Maybe it's that you feel very nervous considering now it's real and you're overthinking everything. But like the fact that she replied to your thing with hard eyes and thanks, babe, but just hasn't replied to one text from last night. Like, that's all you've really given us. It sounds like it might be an overthinking issue. Yeah. Because like evidentially, all we've gotten is literally she did respond to this nice message I sent her in a nice way. She did agree to go to the hotel, which we fucking put in stone yesterday those are all big good signs and that's like the bad sign that she hasn't replied to one message well and this happened yesterday
1: oh i see what you're saying yes yes
0: you know so it's like the good even
1: recently still outweighs the bad from what i can see so i think it might be you overthinking it yeah and and that's what i was going to say i am I would wager about 90% that you're just getting nervous and are now look like panicking a little because you've been thinking about this for eight years and now it's becoming a reality. And so now I think you're kind of starting to freak out a little, you know what I mean? You're probably, maybe there's a little insecurity of being like, what if this doesn't go well? Or what if I don't live up to their expectations? Uh, There's probably a little nervousness of being like, Hey, I, what if we get together and we don't click? Like, what if, like, what if we just don't have that spark? Mm -hmm. And there's two things to add to this. One, I kind of understand why, because it's
0: like, you guys seem to have gone from zero to a hundred, you know what I mean? You're doing a multiple day hotel stay over Valentine's day weekend before you guys are even anything. That's, you know, it sounds like you haven't even gone on a date. This sounds like a first date Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Which is insane. But secondly, it's like, I know you're overreacting no matter what the thing is, because you've gone to Reddit so quickly. Even if it was like a day of them being weird, you know what I mean? It's like, you're probably not even 24 hours out from the message that they haven't responded to. And you're
1: already on the internet being like, what's happening. I wish we knew the message as well, because what if it was just one of those things that like, doesn't really need a reply. If it was something similar to the like sunset message that the you snap. had sent, mm-hmm. they could have, you know, lumped. Cause I know there are times where like, if I'm talking to someone on like text, text, Messenger, and Instagram. I usually like consolidate. Me. Yes, I usually try to consolidate all of my answers into one format so I don't have to keep fucking switching and trying to remember what thread oh, I'm on. It's like
0: the general response from the sunset one probably in their mind counted as a response to the other thing you sent, And I think that's very fair. So you got to take a breath. I, I can't tell you to not do a two day or multiple day date as your first date ever over Valentine's Day weekend because it's too late for that. But, you know, hopefully you guys are close enough or else you wouldn't have felt the need to plan that. So take a breath. It's all good. They know you, you know them. So this isn't coming out of nowhere. You guys are doing this for a reason. Just enjoy it for what it is. If it doesn't work out, whatever. It'll be better to have known, you know, to have gone on it and then like, oh, I don't need to pine over this person because that sucked or to go and have a great time.
1: These are all possibilities. But like if you freak out, it's going to be difficult. So take yeah, a hundred percent. You need to take a deep breath. Feel whatever you're feeling. If you are a little nervous, that's fine and totally understandable. It doesn't make you any less of like a big tough dude to be a little nervous or anxious before a a date of someone you've been interested in for almost a decade. It's completely Mm -hmm. understandable why you might be a little nervous or a little skittish or even like a little insecure. So don't worry about it. Those are all completely normal things to feel. But talking yourself out of something that could be great. For really no reason at all, other than like vibes don't lie. I would say give it a try. If it, if it doesn't work, that's it's two days of your life that you know might not be the best, but whatever. Like you got to take the chance, and I because I I promise you you'll regret going on this or or not going on this more than you'd ever regret going on the date and it not going well. Hundred mm-hmm, percent.
0: So go make the most out of it, and like you know. I think step one is acknowledging you're nervous. That's cool. You're allowed to do that. Try to look at these things and realize that even in what you've told us, the good far outweighs the bad. And the timeline is so brief that, like, you know, take a breath. It's okay.
1: Yeah, literally the only bad is she didn't respond to a text. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah. You're fine. But she did. Yeah, it's... You're good. And hey, maybe she's a little nervous, too. Like, which, again, is understandable. So... Unless it's massive or malicious, like, I think you're good. Alright, this is by getting through. I went on the first date yesterday and woke up to an odd text this morning. I, 21-year-old female, met this guy, 23-year-old male, on a dating app, and we've been texting a lot the past few days. We decided to meet up at a cafe and ended up talking for hours. we We've so much in common, get along really well. One of the topics that came up is our activity level. He's currently very active at a climbing gym. Meanwhile, I'm not very active outside of walking to classes. I did say this semester I want to get back into exercising as I used to run track but quit due to tendonitis. I didn't think much of the conversation until I woke up to a paragraph from him this morning. I'll attach the full text, but basically he said he thinks we're compatible and he likes me, but he wants me to be more active. He asked, what would you think about going to the gym a few times a week this year? He worded the message very politely and I'm glad he's upfront with what he values, but the fact that it's only been one date is throwing me off. I'm not sure what to make of this message, so any advice is welcome. And here's the message. Good morning, smiley face. So I know I was pretty elusive last night regarding what I'm looking for slash if I was interested in seeing each other again. I apologize. I tend to take time to take think things over before committing to anything when I can. Thinking about last night and this morning, I think you seem really cool. and I feel we have a lot in common and get along really well. Smiley face. My only hang up is I do wish you were more active. Very sad face. It seems like you're interested in that, too, perhaps, though. So what would you think about going, getting to the gym a few times a week this year? Feels like an awkward thing to ask, and honestly, I wouldn't accept. I think you'd enjoy it, and that would be beneficial, regardless of how things work out between us. In any case, let me know what you think, eyes emoji. If you're like, nah, screw that, screw you. I get it. It's all good. I do think you're cute and attractive. I don't mean any of this to take away from that smiley face. This isn't something you're interested in doing for yourself, honestly. And for real, don't do it for me. But if it happens to align, awesome. Tongue face.
1: Yeah, this is a weird fucking thing to say to someone... Like ever. Like, I, I don't think I would feel comfortable saying that to Amanda, who has been my partner for, you know, six or seven years. Everyone knows that they should work out. You know what I mean? Like everyone knows that it is beneficial to go to the gym or to get exercise. So having a random person, especially in this situation that you've like just met, be like, I think you'd benefit from going to the gym. Hey, guess what, dude? We all would. Everyone would literally no no shit. There's literally no downside to getting exercise unless you're injured and don't know how to do it correctly. But you know what I mean? It, it seems very strange. I would love to know this woman's body type as well. Mm. Is she super fit or is she, does she have a little extra weight on her? Because I think that really colors this message. If they are sort of, you know, an average weight, for their, their height and their build. It's weird. I think if, well, it's, if she's a little larger. I think it's worse. I don't think there's any way in which he isn't kind of being fat shaming
0: here. Part of me wondered if it was like. You know he's an active person. And he wants to date someone active. Which you know I get. But like he's not asking her to be active. He's not asking her to be active with him. Right. He's asking her to independently go to the gym. Also a couple of times a week which is like yeah who has the time he almost gets away with it by being so polite and weird but like there's something kind of sinister about it there's something kind of shitty it feels fat shaming somehow so yeah yeah, i get it like i think it would be a different thing being like hey i'm very active and i would like to you know do active things are you down to maybe go on a hike or blah 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 because that would be totally fucking different but just being like hey go to the gym on your own time or else I can't date you is very strange. Cause the thing is he's either a fucking gym fanatic in the worst way, or he's weirdly fat shamey. And like, if this is how it starts, it's never going to get better.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. Like if I think this would be a much different message, if he was like, Hey, I'm a very active person and I really like to, you know, go camping, go rock climbing, go do this, do that, do that. And if that's not something you're going to be like, that's a big part of my life. And that's not something you're interested in. Then like, I don't think we'll be that compatible because you know, my idea of a fun date isn't going to a bar or, you know, staying at home or going to a movie. It's doing something active. Like if that was the tone, it'd be much different because it would be more like, this is something I'm looking for in a partner and I'm just putting on the table. But like you said, that's not what he's doing. Yeah. I think you definitely need to like talk to him and be like, Hey, I, I actually, I don't know. I don't know if you need to explain how it comes across to this guy. If you're not feeling it, you know what I mean? If, if you're not into it, then don't do it. But I think I like I can't even like I'm trying to find a, a positive for this person of being like, well, talk to him and be like, yeah, I'd love to go to the gym with you. But then like you're you're still making the concession of him telling you what to do with your body. And that's the thing. He never once
0: offered to go or to do anything with her. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It is kind of weird. It's like, like, what do you say to that? Now, the thing is, what if he works for good life and he's just trying to get up those numbers?
1: Yeah, just a very handsome man who's very, very good at convincing you to get a gym membership.
0: That's the thing. He signs you in for a year, and then he disappears. Next thing you know, you see him at the gym, and he's like, gotcha. And that says in the membership you signed, you cannot be angry at Greg for seducing you with the sexiness. And you're like, shit, I signed away my right to be angry at Greg. But then, hey, Greg gets you blasted. So, win-win.
1: Yeah, maybe he just, like, absolutely blasts your fucking abs, your core. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You come out of there yoked as hell. I think you need to take a hard pause and think about how this makes you feel, because I don't think either one of us can really give you advice on this because at the end of the day, it's your body and you need to, if you construe this, because we also don't know what the date was like too. So we don't really know what you talked about. So you've got to color that as well, or, or use that to color your decision, but you need to really think about and be like, Hey, am I cool with a man or anyone telling me what they think would be best for my body and is that something I want to encourage or you know allow in a romantic relationship with someone because as mm-hmm. Niall said it is a very slippery slope before all of a sudden it's maybe we should uh, maybe we shouldn't eat so many fried foods maybe we should eat more greens maybe you should have more salads and, and then it wouldn't you've even got be maybe we it would be maybe you yes yes Maybe you should lay off the chips as he
0: takes it out of her hand and finishes them.
1: Yeah, so I think you need to really think about how you feel about this. And I don't think that not being okay with this is a bad answer.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways to read this poorly. Because in essence, he's kind of saying, I'm not into your body. You need to work on it. And then maybe I'll consider it. You know what I mean? I I think you'd have to reach to find a good outcome. Uh, maybe he's awkward and phrased it weirdly. Maybe he did mean to invite you to the gym or something. I don't know if you're upset by that. Fuck it. Yeah, you're fine. Get ditched this shit. Cause it's very possibly very negative and very toxic. So it's on you, but, or like, it's up to you. But if you are upset by this and you don't like this yet, yeah, that's totally fine. Don't worry. We get
1: it. Mm-hmm. Um, this comes from lettuce be spicy. How do I approach hey, the conversation? No, lettuce isn't though. Could be. How do I approach a conversation with my boyfriend about Instagram models, specifically an underage one? Uh, I don't love that my boyfriend follows Insta models. It's especially awkward when he has to shut Instagram down fast when he's scrolling and I'm nearby. Anyway, haven't said anything until now because it wasn't worth the discussion. However, I recently saw that he's following someone that is 17 and posts lots of bikini pics, and now I feel incredibly turned off and disgusted by him. I've been avoiding him as I'm confused on what to do. I was wrong to invade his privacy and should not have creeped on him in the first place. I won't justify my actions. I can't take back creeping. So how do I approach that conversation? In Today's world, it's fairly common for men to follow Instagram models. Is it worth it to bring up? Regardless of who I am dating or how much I grow up, it's always been something that bothers me in a relationship, but I've never said anything. That's
0: weird. It's weird. I, I don't know. It's like weird that there are 17 year old bikini models. Sounds gross. How is that allowed? I
1: mean, it's, it's the, inst- like, it's, it's the internet. They can do whatever they want, I, really. I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I would like, usually
0: we've talked about like policing who people like and watch on Instagram and shit. And it's like, I think we've said a few times that's it's, like, it's not worth being like, oh, you can't follow this model or this person, but this is a different situation where that's kind of weird, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how you bring it up.
1: I think it's like, I think it's very telling in your relationship that there is something that he scrolls away
0: really quickly, maybe, because I think that's one thing you can start with be like, hey, I've noticed that you very hastily like go out of these things if I'm near and it's like, I know you're looking at Instagram models. So why do you feel the need to to do that? Because then you're bringing up that they if they feel that's a bad thing then you kind of have common ground to stand on, or at least you can broach the subject. And even then you could be like, Hey, look, I don't mind. Or if, cause it doesn't seem like you necessarily mind that, but if no, you have it does. a specific- it, she specifically says she hates it. Well, as in, she seems to be able to live with it. But then the 17 year old is the, like the straw that
1: broke the camel's back. But I think this is still a, a disingenuous, like means of bringing it up being like, Oh, why are, why are you turning it? Like, because the issue is you're not comfortable with looking at Instagram models, which is fine. You're allowed to feel that way. And, and I think you need to express that to your partner so that like I don't think as, as we've talked about before and other questions like this, I, you don't get to pick and choose what people do and look at and how they consume media and stuff like that. You know, what I mean, if they want to watch porn, they get to watch porn. If they want to look at Instagram models, they get to look at Instagram models. That's that's just, you know, free will. And you need to be okay with that. But I also don't think there's a problem in being like, hey, I get a little uncomfortable when you spend, you know, however much time this dude is spending staring at Instagram models. I'm not telling you to change. I just want you to know that's how I feel. However, there is the fact that you're following someone who is 17 really upsets me. And that's I think that's how you bring it up. And there's no way this person is not going to get defensive. I'm telling you that right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's no way, like no person in the world is going to be okay with being like told they're looking at underage women in a sexual manner. And even if they are, you know what I mean? Like even if that is 100% their intent, I don't think that there is anyone who's going to be like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Whatever. She's allowed to do it. I'm going to look. And if that's the case, then it's like, cool, this isn't a partner that you should be with or that you want to be with.
0: Yeah. Again, I don't see anything wrong with like bringing it up when they hastily scroll out because then it's happening and you could be like, hey, I've noticed you do this when you're looking at Instagram models. And I would like to know why, because, you know, if they're like, oh, I didn't think you'd be okay with it. Then you could be like, well, I am not But you know, if we haven't had this talk, obviously you think there's something wrong with it. You know what I mean? You can bring it up because it's something that has just happened. So you don't have to like spring it on them out of nowhere. It's a little combative maybe, but like at least it's, of the moment. So I you like sometimes it's really hard to like be having a good day and be like, Oh, by the way, I hate that you look at Instagram models, you know? And then they're going to focus on what do you mean? When do I do it? Oh, were you looking through my phone? Whereas like when they've literally
1: just done a thing, you can witness, you can bring that up. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. You know, I also just want to give people the, the encouragement to bring up problems instead of waiting until it's relevant. You know what I mean? Cause that.
0: No, a hundred percent. But it sounds like, I'm just imagining this a person that does it every day. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. And yeah, you should 100% because like you could be waiting forever or miss your chance or, you know, not have the spoons to deal with it when it happens or whatever. So by all means, bring it up the sooner, the better for your mental health. But like, if it's an issue for you,
1: bring it up and then get out of there if they're not willing to make it changes you know yeah and then on the flip side this is the advice we gave to the person who was upset about instagram models before you need to investigate why they upset you so much because i'm telling you right now it's jealousy they're jealous and that has really no place in a relationship unless this person is doing weird thing like dming them creepy shit or these are people that they know personally that they are actively like you know being flirtatious with yes but like if they're just looking at attractive women in fucking bikinis and stuff like whatever if it was
0: porn do you have a problem with that because then that's a different conversation you also need to have what are you allowed to look at what's he allowed to look at you know what i mean it's it's just a spiral of messiness at that point obviously the whole 17 year old thing is fucking weird but like just average fucking instagram models it's like maybe it's not ideal but it's not like they're just enjoying the human form it's
1: like we all fucking do it that's the thing i think i mean there's a good chance this dude doesn't know this person is 17 and like the difference between a 17 year old and a 19 year old on instagram when you're looking at pictures like i probably wouldn't be able to tell i I wouldn't know no no. so that's the thing it's It's like
0: between like filters and between all these fucking things and it's like not everybody looks the same when they were x age or y age i don't want to make generalizations, but it's very possible that this person has never clicked onto the profile or if they have, they're not reading the fucking bio. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I promise this man is not looking at these women and like getting their vital statistics. Like I, this guy doesn't give a shit. Um, so maybe he just needs to be told like, Oh, Hey, this woman is 17. And he's like, uh oh, gross. Fuck. Yeah. never mind. You know what I mean? And that might be, I'm, I'm hoping that's the case because like there are attractive models that I've seen. And I couldn't tell you how old any of them are. But if someone was like, oh, by the way, she's like 16, I'd be like, gross. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. So, you
0: know, have the talk. If you're unhappy, there's no point bottling it up, right? Like, that's not going to do you any fucking favors. Talk to them. If you're unhappy with the outcome, leave. I, I know it sounds like I'm making it very simplistic, but like that is kind of the name of the game, right? If you're unhappy, what's the point staying? You can't really change people in like magically. So if they're unwilling to change something, you're just, you set yourself up for a bunch of misery to overlook it for no reason. And hey, if you find
1: out your boyfriend is super into underage girls, get out of there. That's an excellent telling sign that, like, you can leave. You know what I mean? Like, if he's like, no, I should be allowed to look at whoever I want, no matter how old they are. They put it out there. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. I'm out. That's not, that's not the way, dude. All right. You ready? Yes. Uh,
0: this is. My girlfriend asked me for $15,000 as an apology by (laughs) Hidroo. Hi, all. I've been dating this lady for quite a while, and recently we had a fight, and she wanted to call it quits. I reached out to her to try and save the relationship, and she demanded I give her $15,000 as an apology. So the (laughs) only way I can save the relationship is to give her the money. I understand that a guy has to provide for his lady, but do I think this amount is too much? Deep down, I have a feeling (laughs) this is a test from her to see how much I would do anything for her. I'm pretty sure you guys find it ridiculous I'm even asking you guys about this now. I really do yep. love her. But I feel like she only loves me for money. First of all, <laughs> I am not rich guy. I'm only earning about 2000 a month. If I were to give her that money, that would burn a big hole in my savings. And the amount of time I took to save up the money in my bank account is just too long for me to give it away like that. So I'm here looking for answers slash opinions on what I should do next. My thoughts are that if money is the answer to save this <laughs> relationship, then she loves me only for money and not me. Enlighten me, guys, please.
1: That question is too long. It's the fact that it's a question is upsetting. It This should be in a, you know, what the fuck, not dating or whatever. I'm being like, my my ex asked me for $15,000 for an apology. LOL. Yeah, and
0: then everyone goes, ha ha ha. Wow, that's insane. Lol. And then they move on.
1: The thing that upsets me the, the most is that there's no rationale behind that number. It, did you crash her car? And she that's asked. the reason you guys got into a fight and you broke up. And she's like, hey, you have to fix my car. You did a ton of damage to it. Then then it's like, okay, I understand that. But if you guys just had a fight and they're like, I'm leaving. And you're like, no, wait, baby. Baby, please stay. She's like, cool. $15,000 then. Then no. Not acceptable. The the only... The only possible
0: ever situation that this is okay is, yeah, like what Dane said, if you somehow caused $15,000 <laughs> worth of damages to one of her, th- like if you fucking like took out a supporting wall in her home playing with the boys and you're like, it was a sledgehammer party, babe. And she's like, no, you fix my house or we're out. That's a different story though. And I imagine that they probably would have mentioned that, but maybe not. And if that's the case, yeah, you got to fucking pay for the damage you did. Right. But secondly... If that's not the case, you know what this person's gonna do. They're either gonna take that fifteen thousand and dump you anyway, or they're gonna take that fifteen thousand and then every time anything goes wrong, they'll be like, "Well, that's three grand," and you're gonna be twice as likely to do it because what's three grand in the face of fifteen thousand?
1: Yeah, it's it's so fucking hey, wild that you're thinking hey, of it, this.
0: You know the sunk cost fallacy. They're taking this to the new level. You can never leave this girl because you've sank fifteen thousand dollars into her. I, does it even say how long they've been dating? Uh it just says quite a while. That's uh, I'm going into their post history to see if I can find.
1: <laughs> I there's there's yeah, it's it's no, I can't. Okay, I can't well. Deal. You want something powerful? Yeah. Yeah, so 3 months ago
0: they post in relationship advice saying, "Am I undeserving of love?" said they've been single for 4 years um and they recently met this amazing girl. Okay, and so you have been dating this person says, for 3 months.
1: Yeah, something like that ain't good. uh, I can't express enough. I cannot say enough that no, this isn't okay again unless unless you've done damages or have done something to cost this person $15,000 and I'm not talking about like metaphysical you know what I mean like I'm not talking about like oh the fight was so distressing that she didn't go to an interview and that interview could like no fuck that like unless you have physically cost her or or made her spend that money then this money doesn't belong to her don't pay people for your attention and your affection and your love if someone requires $15,000 from you arbitrarily that's the value that They've assigned to their forgiveness. Be like, bye. You know what I'm going to do with $15,000? Go on many trips. I'm out of here. here.
0: Yeah. Or save up for a home that I'm going to move into a sane in with a sane person. Like, and have all the sledgehammer not... parties with my boys there. Yeah. That's then it's your supporting walls. You're knocking out. Just don't, don't do this. Don't let people debase you to the fact that you're going to financially cripple yourself for a chance at their affection.
1: It's, it's don't so it. upsetting that this is a real question.
0: Yeah, and, like, it doesn't look like it's a fake account either. Like, they have a very long
1: post history, and it's it's pretty... I usually don't do this. Please tell me what the comments are saying. You want the comments? I, I just want a general consensus. I want to know if there's anyone who's like, huh, eh, it does sound reasonable. Hey, what do you think? I think this is a lot of, like, leave her.
0: Okay. First, the top one, that's not a girlfriend, that's a con artist. I'm saying it as politely as I can. If you give her the money, I bet you 15K she ditches you anyway. Lol, what'd you do, total her car? That's the only thing I can think of that warrants 15K. Stop dating con artists and gold diggers. Next one, I'll love you for (laughs) 14000 Gay for pay here, I only need 3.5. I'll go gay for five. I'm already gay, 4K? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. I'm glad that we are on the same page here, Reddit. Also, a lot of people are, and I don't think you even got a chance to be upset by this line because the rest of it, a lot of people are pinging the I understand that the guy has to provide for his lady line. And they're like, that's not true. It's not the 1950s. Get over yourself.
1: Yeah, that's also very true.
0: There was so much hell in that question. It was hard to I pick think up on anyone. I think any blacked out
1: at that point.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think <laughs> I would. I'd love to know, like, do the listeners feel the same mental toll when you hear these kind of questions? We're just kind of like, weighs down on your brain as you're listening to it. By the end of it, you're like, uh, uh what I, do you feel I would that? like to, cause if so, I'm, I'm sorry to inflict this on you every week.
1: I would like to assume that they do, especially cause I imagine most people listen to this out in public, right? Like while they're commuting, <laughs> while they're walking, while they're doing something. So the added like knowledge that there's someone on the bus that they're on could be thinking this is, I mm. think is, you know, we're, we're safe in our, in our respective places locked away, mm, sealed our, off from the world. And just, yeah. And it's just you and me. And we're just talking hypotheticals. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But out in the real, like if I had to do this, if we ever do a live show, let oh, me God. tell you, I'm going to spiral. <laughs> like a question like that. Well, you know, I, think, I think I would actually just get up and leave because I wouldn't I think be able I'll to be handle it. Like-
0: halfway through reading it and I'll see like a bunch of like disgusted faces out there and you know everybody like looking horrified and then you see that one person like kind of you know when the head tilted like that's a good idea and I'll be like no no no, no. Um, all right you ready you go yeah it's your go be you ready yep to go
1: um this is a throwaway account just found out my wife is a prostitute looking for perspective my wife or sorry was a prostitute I don't know if I said that Just found out my wife was a prostitute, looking for perspective. My wife, 29 female, and I, a 39-year-old male, have been together for six years, married for two in February. We've had a relatively good relationship up to this point, but sexually we've never been 100% compatible. I constantly want sex and find her extremely attractive. However, she has always been a bit reserved, and we aren't sexually intimate very often. Last night, we were cuddling on the couch, making out a little on and off. At some point, she starts to get obviously upset, but I didn't understand what I had done to upset her. After she leaves the room crying, I try to figure out what's wrong. Without going into all the details, she eventually texts me to let me know she gets triggered when I show a lot of physical attraction because before we met, she had worked as a prostitute. Obviously, this wasn't a great time in her life, and she was used and abused. This all hit me like a kick in the gut. Intellectually, I know that it was not her fault here, and that it was in the past before we even met. I think of myself as relatively progressive, and I don't want to do anything to make her feel any more shame than she already does for something that really wasn't her fault. All that being said, it's still fucking tough. I don't necessarily think prostitution is morally wrong. If anything, she has, she was the victim of a society that fundamentally fails so many young women that they don't see an alternative to prostitution in order to put food on the table. I'm just throwing this out here in hopes that some of you might have a bit of perspective to share on the situation.
0: Man, I really thought when you were reading the question, it was going to go worse from his perspective than that. And I'm glad right. that this person seems to be decent. Yeah. Um, well, I think therapy is is is, uh, step one like i i think it's very good that you're supportive and you aren't a shitty person that's just like you're worthless now or whatever the fuck because a lot of people i think would take this news very badly if you've read any of the fucking comments on any reddit ever Mm -hmm. um so i'm glad that you're you let her know that she's no less in your eyes and it's not her fault and all these things i think that's really great And I honestly, yeah, I think, you know, continue to be supportive, but I think she needs therapy and you might too. I don't know, couples therapy, but I think definitely professional help is kind of the next step, especially if like she's getting triggered by like uh, physical attraction to her and like just cuddling on the couch and all those things like that's not a tenable position. Like they can't kind of keep going because your life is going to be very hard. And I think you're already noticing kind of like a lot of downsides to what I presume is like her past trauma or, you know, and this I imagine is wildly linked. So it's something that needs to be fixed. And if you remain a supportive partner and help and agree to to do therapy, or like maybe she just needs it, I don't really know, but I think that's what you got to do next. You know what I mean? Like
1: we're not professionals. I think you got to hand it to the professionals. 100%. Absolutely. Something like this isn't something that you guys can talk it out. Uh, it'll certainly help. And letting her know that you support her and still love her and that, you know, you're there for her to talk to you whenever she needs to, or if she wants to. I think those are all very, very important first steps. And then like Nile said, it is time to uh, suggest speaking to a professional mental health expert and offering if she wants for you to go with her so that you could do this as a couple. But I think there's also something to be said about the importance of being able to, for her to be able to work through this on her own because there's probably a part of her. If something terrible happened, she probably doesn't want you to know that or doesn't want Mm. you doesn't want that part of her life to color how you see her. And it would be very hard for you to not let it. And I'm saying that very honestly and candidly. I would love to say that like, you know, oh, nothing would ever change my mind. But like, obviously certain things would, would definitely make me see people in a different light. Um, so and I think there's- on top of that, it's
0: like if you're going to therapy, it the freedom to speak candidly is I think one of the most important 100%. aspects of that. So it's like being able to go by yourself so you don't have to worry and second guess and panic about all the things you're saying, and you can process them in in a safe space with a non judgmental voice, and like those are all really hugely important things, so that's why I kind of said like maybe she just needs to go, but like part of me just felt bad being like, you need to go to therapy- you know what I mean like it almost feels like you're just shipping her off. Like I think what Dan was saying, like being completely and utterly supportive, but then giving them the freedom to heal on their own as well with your support yeah. is very essential.
1: Um, now I will say on the flip side to this um, for the man, I think you need to understand that prostitution and in you know, a larger category, sex work isn't always predatory. I mm-hmm. know a ton of sex workers who do it safely who are proud of their work, who aren't victims, who aren't abused. Um, And it is a valid and, you know, normal way to make a living. I understand that sex work is real work. I understand that your wife's experience within that industry might be completely different to what I've just described. And I understand that there are, Plenty of young women, and you know, plenty of people in general that are being, you know, abused and coerced and all that. And I understand that there is a, a an area of that industry that is very, very harmful. Um, and if that's where your wife is coming from, then you know, we we understand why you feel that way. But also going forward, I just want to put it out there as we're having this conversation that that there's plenty of occupations and people working safely and happily in the field of sex work
0: yeah and you also don't like i think part of being supportive is not making kind of broad generalizations like that because one they're incorrect and two they can be almost as harmful if like she sees you kind of reducing her even if it was just her past profession down to like the stereotypical like you you we all know like the just the grimmer kind of side of things, which again, she may have done, but like she I'm sure would like to be seen for her experiences rather than you being like, oh yeah, I saw this on CSI once, lol. So throw all the kind of generalizations out the window and like deal with the situation as it is because then you're dealing with her reality and not just kind of like a fantasy that you've heard of. And I don't mean fantasy like as in a good thing, but I mean as in it's fake. I don't think generalizations are going to help here. Yeah,
1: absolutely not. And I I think it's important for you to not speak on what you, you, like you said, like what you think it would Mm -hmm. be like, it it doesn't matter what you assume life was like as a prostitute or or the time she spent as a prostitute or a sex worker. Mm -hmm. It's, it's 100%. You have to sort of wipe the slate clean and get rid of your preconceived notions of the industry. And what you, you know, the worst case scenarios or, you know, what you think happened while she was working as a sex worker. And I think you just need to be a sponge to the extent that your mental health allows and let her tell you what she wants to tell you, process it. And as again, as Nell said, there's probably a good chance that you should probably speak to a therapist as well, because this is a a pretty big revelation and not even like the with the idea of being like, my wife used to be a, a prostitute more so the fact that like you're going to be processing the fact that she's been dealing with this trauma the entire time you were together and for me that would be difficult and especially because you've already noticed kind of these these difficulties in the bedroom
0: so now i think it's very clear where they have stemmed from and i think that's just a really tough thing to realize that like there's been this kind of underlying issue you had no idea about this whole time and like, it's very easy to feel like a bad partner and, and all these things. So it's like, there's absolutely no harm. Honestly, most people should go to therapy, if not every person anyway. Um, so there's definitely no harm. And it might help your, your wife if she's going separately and you're going separately mm-hmm. because then you both are. And, you know, just continue the support, but definitely seek professional help because obviously it's taking a toll on your lives and you don't want that. So good luck.
1: Yeah, good luck. Keep keep supporting her. Uh, you, I, I think you guys will be okay as long as you keep trusting each other and and really do advocate for for uh, professional help. You want one more? Yeah, we could probably do one more. All right. This is Ad Money eight eight zero one. I experienced
0: erectile dysfunction with a girl. Now she's ghosting me. So I'm in college. Had a one night stand. Got in bed together. Things got hot fast. Shed our clothes. She was naked. I was in my underwear. Her body on mine. Yet still no sign of an erection. So went down on her. Honestly, I think I did a pretty good job. Or maybe she's an incredible actor. I don't know, lol. Either way, we went through two rounds of me going down on her. Still no erection. Didn't seem to be a big deal, though. We ended up just cuddling to sleep with her scratching my back. It was very intimate. When it comes to this ED thing, I was aware of it before. Could have been influenced by alcohol, but more likely it's the result of porn. It's been an ongoing battle for me. Next morning, we didn't really talk. Called a friend to give me a ride home. Got dressed. On the way out, I kissed her goodbye, and I said, that was fun, we should do it again sometime. We both smiled, and I left. A few days went by, and despite having her Snapchat, I didn't message her. I don't really use Snapchat, but I suppose we had added each other that night. I was somewhat embarrassed by my ED, but I'm also not sure I'm interested in a serious relationship. However, after about five days, me and my friend were getting ready to go out. She posted a picture on her story where she's looking gorgeous, so in my drunken stupor, I messaged her something simple like, Yo. No response. It's been two days, and she still hasn't opened it. I'm just confused as to why. I guess I shouldn't care, since I'm not interested in anything serious, but I can't help but be somewhat hurt. Though it was only one night, I remember vividly how we had a great connection. Despite not having sex, the flirtation was great. And just fooling around with her in bed had been so much fun. Why ghost me?
1: Was it because I couldn't get it up? I wouldn't really say she ghosted you. You didn't message her at all. And then the only thing you sent her was a drunken yo. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, if anything, you ghosted her. You didn't message her at all afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) <laughs> like, like you can't be like oh i can't believe she ghosted me nah, bro. <laughs> like um yeah you waited you also waited almost a full
0: week to say yo
1: <laughs> yeah to a picture of her looking sexy when you're drunk like it's you've you've done this poorly and that's not to say that you know having an issue like this where you can't get erect in bed doesn't shake out poorly for dudes, you know what I mean? Where, uh, where you, you're, you're sort of seen as like less of a sexual partner or less of a man, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of social stigma that goes along with uh, not being able to get direction. An and as you said, there's also a ton of reasons why it couldn't have happened or why it didn't happen. It could be because you were too drunk. It could be because you were nervous. It could be because of stress it could be because you're tired, hot. It could be because of porn, like any number of reasons as to why. So like in that regard, I don't know. I, I really don't know why it happened, but in terms of her reaction, I would say it's the exact same as yours in radio silence. So, well, I the, don't know. The thing is, it's like on, on the positive end of
0: things, like she seemed to be pretty cool about the situation in terms of like, she didn't get weird about it. She cuddled with him. She was nice. Uh, mm-hmm. on the good side of things, he at least went down on her and like, you know, wasn't just like, well, no dick, no sex. Yeah. Um, so like this could have been a decent situation but like yeah you you didn't message her for almost a week and then just said yo over snapchat to a sexy picture of her like what do you expect and the best thing is now this is one of those rare times where people piled onto this dude <laughs> in the fucking comments everybody's like what the fuck did you think would happen it's five days you just said yo like what are you doing <laughs> and he's like yeah i had a goat he's like i've been i've been humbled <laughs> <laughs> the update was just like, wow, nothing like getting absolutely destroyed in the comments of my own post to humble me.
1: That, that being said, it's like, there's a good chance that like, she didn't me- like when you stayed silent, she might not have messaged you because she figured you might've been too embarrassed as to not, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like not make things, you probably just wanted a clean cut. Cause like, I don't know. So I, I guess like the, the, yeah, the like, lesson has been learned. Thankfully.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, if you, don't put the ball on someone's court. And I think guys or girls, you know what I mean? You can't wait five days to be like, oh, it's like that meme where what's his name? Like shoots the person and turns around. Is like, can't believe they've done this. It's like, yeah, you essentially goes to them. Like, what are you talking about? So yeah. if you want someone fucking talk to them in a, in a normal capacity, don't just send them a yo, you know what I mean? Like they knew what you were doing, right? If you're drunk, I, I'm With, assuming it was also, late enough.
1: Yeah, exactly. He said he was, like, going out with the boys. It was probably, like, yeah. midnight.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, in my drunken stupor, it's like, I doubt you're that drunk pre-gaming. If you are, maybe that's a thing you need to figure out, too. I don't know. As someone who's been that drunk pre-gaming, I'm, you know, no shame here, but if it's an issue, it's an issue. So, yeah, just fucking don't, don't do this. Communicate better.
1: Yeah, yeah, you did a bad job. Uh, But That's going to do us for the show, but that's not all of the show. At the end, we like to peruse online dating platforms like Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge for red flags and dating profiles in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable.
0: Maybe I won't read this person's name because it's uh, unusual, so I don't want to, like, dox them. Sure. Let's just call them A. Uh, I'm a full-time tantric priestess. Looking for a tantric god king, Kundalini awakened, successful, living his passion, dreams and fulfilling his sole purpose. Someone to temple build with,
1: heart face. Good luck in this app, hey? But who knows? It's all about the vibes, baby. You know, probably not my vibe, but I don't think it's got any red flags. (laughs) I get the vibe that it's mostly joking. I don't know. Maybe not. Like, what if they are actually like a tantric... You know, oh, no, I mean,
0: they're looking for a God King reawakened.
1: <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, you know, like, I don't know, maybe, I, I maybe assume that's it's like a
0: tongue in cheek to a point where like, I, you know, I'm all for people being spiritual and I do hate when people take it way too seriously. So like, for me, it's kind of charming to see someone be like, I am spiritual, but like, I'm taking the piss a little bit here.
1: Yes, I would like. I don't know enough about tantric to like know the the lore or the mythology of it. So yes, I, I assume it's the same situation where it's just like I don't, I don't hate this. And hate they want to get tantric. It, yeah, I'm down. That's, yeah, so I'm gonna give this an eight. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. Um, this is Mel. I'm absolutely terrible at using this app. I like sunglasses, or I think I want you to be older than me. Also, you need to be double vaxxed if you'd like to stick your tongue in my mouth. Oh, I like that
0: last bit. I like sunglasses. It's kind of boring to me. I wouldn't
1: even say it's boring. It's what? Also, none of their pictures had them in sunglasses. So, do you really <laughs> like them? And what was the first thing they said? I'm very oh, I'm bad at this app. That's
0: a fucking. That's a fucking red flag for me. Like, it's not a difficult fucking app. That's in the same category. Like, I don't even know why I'm on here. Like, stop. Stop making excuses. You know what I mean? It's like you're on here because you want to date. You're not bad at this app. You just don't reply to some people because you don't like them. That's fine. We all get it. We're all doing the same thing. Yeah. I hate that. It's a five.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it a five as well because like it really is very forgettable.
0: Yeah, it's bland at best.
1: Speaking of forgettable, um, I, mm-hmm. I didn't bring it in because I, I saw so many of them. But the amount of people, I don't know if it's a meme or if it's from a song, but the amount of people I've seen on Tinder now who say, I'm not like every other girl. I'm worse. Uh, what? Okay.
0: I don't know. Because I know the like, I'm not like those other girls is like a fucking, you know, trope, basically. So I guess maybe that's a way of people reclaiming it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. That's I weird. don't know. I, but it was like, I saw like 18 of them and I was like, Ugh. it was an Ugh. Yeah, Ugh, I think the about- first time I saw it. And the more I saw it, I was like, this is the worst. I think depending on context of the rest of the profile,
0: if I saw it once, I'd be like, that's funny. Cause they're like playing into that like pretty toxic, I'm not like those other girls, tropes. But then like instead of that meant to be a good thing, being like, I'm worse. Like it's funny. But like if I saw it a million times, it would get old very quick, I think.
1: Yeah. It was like every other profile.
0: Ready for Amy? Yeah. Hi there. Not here for hookups. I'm athletic, five ten. Love to eat, cook, work out, and sleep. And of course, spend time with friends, family, and my kitty cat. I'm an aesthetic nurse, and I'm hoping to meet a tall, athletic, intelligent, kind, caring, and emotionally available man. I love a big, sweet, cuddly guy. Also, I do not care about your vaccination status. This is a form of division I won't partake in.
1: <sighs> it's obviously the vax thing. You know that's bad. We're not going to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, tell
0: me, tell me your anti-vax without telling me your anti-vax.
1: But here's the other thing: is like you've said nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing there. You you've said absolutely nothing about who you are because everyone likes those things.
0: Yes, I like. Right? To eat, I mean, cook, like work out and sleep. No shit.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, spend time with your friends and family. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa, it's like. Huh? I mean, and look, look wait, wait, I know wait. Someone's this person, be like, no, oh. no, no.
0: This person likes to spend time with their friends. You know. Yeah, that's I crazy. Look,
1: I, wow, I get it. There's some people who are going to be like, I don't. We, you know, they have problematic uh, situation with their family. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Yes, but but, but like then there's the, found family, you know. Yeah the the over like this is just such a garbage profile because it tells you nothing. It's so generic. It's so bland. There's nothing given. There's no personality other than you don't believe in vaccinations. Cool. It's mm-hmm. one be gone. Yeah, agreed. Go find your nondescript white man.
0: <laughs> hey, as a nondescript white man, I find that no hit
1: me. This is uh, Gabrielle. Again, this is another one where I'm like, we probably have done this profile. Their profile says, dumb bitch with terrible taste. I will never change. I will never improve. That is a promise. <laughs> like What would possess you to be like, yeah, this is good. Because people have like the bad bitch idea of being like, I am like, this is who I am. Okay. But like, if you're content with being a shit person uh cool yeah. I guess I don't know it's like, it's such a weird flex that people find cool or that some people think is cool and it's just maybe it's my age she's 21 I, I'm 34 maybe I'm just too old for this no I don't think I ever would have been
0: young enough that that would have been any way attractive to me I might be dumb enough to be like well fuck it they're attractive let's get in a terrible situation anyway but like I still would have seen that and been like what are you doing yeah Because, like, it's one thing to be shit and not know it, but to be like, oh, no, I suck, but God know I'm not going to get better. What? Yeah, zero. Well, I'll give it a one because the other one was also a one. This is Lara. My passion is traveling. Dear sofa critics and experts, all-inclusive is not a traveling. If you're not into traveling, please don't contact. If you have a dog slash cat, unfortunately, I am allergic to animals, but I like all animals. Only serious, man. Girly guy, laugh face. Find someone else to follow your Insta. No Insta. If you want endless chat, don't waste my time. Move on. I never follow the rules. and Do what my soul wants, not my mind. As a natural result, I am spiritual.
1: That was a lot. <laughs> um, I, like, I don't even know what I can uh, pull out as a red flag. It was just not great in general. I think only serious man and then
0: girly guy, laughy face. That's okay. What We're does that mean? Like I assume... She's laughing at the thought of girly guys.
1: Yeah, okay. So, like, shit idea of gender roles. Cool.
0: Yes, yes. Massively, like, shit in that sense. Uh, Yeah, it's just all bad. Uh, I never follow what my mind wants or the rules. Hmm. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I don't think, and I never follow
1: rules or laws by, you know, inference. Why aren't you dead? Because let me tell you, if I just, like, I would have jumped off a cliff a long time ago. Just being like... Mm-hmm. I know I'm not supposed to, and I know I will fall, but what if I can fly? Yeah, my soul kind of wants to, though. Yeah, the amount of times I'm standing on the edge of a fucking subway train and be like, I could jump, Mm -hmm. but I don't because I use my mind to be like, that's a bad idea. A hundred
0: percent. So, yeah, I don't know. That's not going to do it for me. That's going to be, I think, another one. I agree. This is Amrita. Italian, Brazilian, covered in tattoos, love for swearing, and Jameson. Guys, Dunder Mifflin is not a real career. No one should ever say vaxxed and waxed ever again. And stop holding fish in your profile. We get it. You don't have sex, but you enjoy the outdoors. Okay. It was okay until it got real bitter. Uh, you know what? I'd f- I like the, the fish bit. I think it's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, but like that's every, literally every dating profile since the in, like the creation of online dating. People have been like, I don't want to see pictures of holding fish. That's fair. I don't know why this became such a contentious thing. I get it. It's a fucking dumb thing to put, but like, I don't understand why guys put those pictures. I don't understand why it upsets people so much, but like, like since the dawn of time, since I ever used any dating profile or website or whatever, people have complained about these fish pictures. So I'm just like, move on. It's done. (laughs) People obviously haven't gotten it. Like if people are still doing it, it's not going to change. It's been 10 years. I've been seeing this. No one's got the hint. It's not you're you're the one who's you're not the one who's gonna change the world here. <laughs> that's fair. I haven't seen one in a long
0: time, so it tickled me pink. I guess that's it. That's us.
1: Thank you very much, friends. It is the end of the episode. We appreciate you spending your time with us. If you have a question, please head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com, click the contact form, fill out your agent name, or we will give you one ourselves. We keep it completely anonymous and we'll answer your question as soon as possible. Also, if you'd like to support the show, head on over to the same website, fbuddiespodcast.com and click the Patreon. It'll bring you over to the site in which you can set up a donation that happens monthly. If you do sign up for uh, the $7 tier, you get an extra episode every month from us called Pillow Talk, which is a little loosey, a little goosey, a little more intimate, a little more uh, one-on-one You know, we talk about a little more, more about ourselves. We do kind of whatever we want. We still do questions, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, And we would love to bring you into that family. If you can't, then consider sharing us or writing us a review or rating us on Spotify. That also helps out the show. And we appreciate
0: it. 100%. We absolutely love you guys to everyone who is supporting us. Thank you so much. You literally like are the best. You've saved us. Because we've been we've been throwing cash out of our own pockets for the last three years. Um, so it's really nice to kind of have that worry taken away, especially in these trying times where me and Dan are both not working all that much because we can't. <laughs> so thank you. And to everyone who supports in other ways, thank you so much as well. Uh, please give us a share. Tell your friend. You know the drill. Uh, if you have listened to our other podcast, No Quest for the Wicked, thank you again so much. It did really well. We were in like the top 13. In the Canadian charts on like our first week of launch, which is wild. Episode three just came out a few days ago. So if you have listened to the first two, you'll know it's going to be a big spicy one. And if you haven't, you probably should because shit hits the fan. Uh, So feel free to check that out at noquestcast.com. And you guys are incredible and we love you. And thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song Paper Stars. Do you have some bad sex writing for us? Oh, you do? You do know it. You know it. Wow. Way to say that. Yeah. Uh, This is a, I believe it's a Kijiji ad. Oh. Attractive female slash model slash actress for personal assistant for CEO, Midtown East. Seeking an attractive female for personal assistant for CEO. I am based in Manhattan, New York. I run two businesses and I'm looking for personal assistant to help in organizing errands, travel plans, including some creative work that is related to social media and videos. I'm looking for someone available to attend dinner and charity events. Someone who is easy to get along with, fun and open-minded. If you are open to travel, that is a plus. This is a flexible position with 25 to 40 hours of work, some of which can be done remotely. 25 to 40 per hour, immediate hire. Why do you feel you will make a good personal assistant? Send a brief introduction with yourself. Must include name and a few in capital. Photos. Thank you, events
1: and look forward to meeting you. I mean, it sounds completely legit, and I'm going to forward it to all of my attractive New York friends.
0: Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just, I see a good business opportunity for a open-minded woman.
1: They actually that's did. That's
0: the creepiest part, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Open-minded. The second anyone says open-minded, I'm like, eh, why, hey. hey, what do you mean by that? Yeah, why would you need that for being a personal assistant? Look, this guy's a CEO, all right? He knows what he's doing. That's fair. That's fair. He does work
0: 50 times harder than a normal person.
1: It, it is true. That's why he makes so much money. My name is Dane Miller. And I'm now Spain. CEO you f- fuck buddies. <laughs> wow.